It's the most wonderful time of the year, and uh, that's actually an inside joke that if you listen to this entire podcast all the way through today, you will get that joke. But it is the most wonderful time of the year. It is Christmas time, and that means that the University Choir will present its annual Christmas at Campbell concert this Monday, 7 p.m., and a second show at 8.30 p.m. at Butler Chapel on the campus of our university, which is called Campbell. And... Uh, um, our guest today is Dr. Philip Morrow, and uh, he's going to talk about that show, all the work that goes into putting on that show, and he's also going to talk about um, Christmas music in general. And then uh, stick around. Kate and I, Kate Stoneburner, and I are going to talk about our favorite Christmas music, and so it's uh, definitely something you want to hear. And in between all of this, we are going to be playing little clips of our university choir uh, rehearsing for this show. So it's a jam-packed final episode of the semester. It's Christmassy as Christmas can get. We hope you stick around and listen to the whole thing. I'm Billy Liggett. I'm joined by co-host Kate Stoneburner, and this rhymes with orange. Uh, Dr. Philip Morrow, um, you you just hit the 20-year mark here at Campbell University. I read your bio before we started this, and <laughs> you've been here since '98. Uh, we asked this to all of our guests before we begin. So, uh, what brought you to Campbell University? Well. Um... I knew about Campbell because um, when my wife and I were first married, we, we lived in Lillington for a time. Uh, in fact, I was uh, on staff at the church, Lillington Baptist, uh, uh, as Minister of Music and Education. <clears throat> Didn't know anything about education, but I was still on the staff there for music and <laughs> education. Um, and uh, we were in, in Lillington for four years, and so uh, fast forward, you know, about uh, ten years, and the uh, uh, I was teaching in South Carolina at a, at a college, and um, the Campbell job came open. I knew about it, so I contacted some, you know, some people I still knew in the area, and they put me in touch, and that's how it happened. So the reason we have you here today is because on Monday, uh, it's the annual Christmas at Campbell concert. Um, I saw on the calendar it is at 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. at Butler Chapel. Right. So we're going to talk Christmas music with you here. This is our last podcast of the semester. It is December. Last year we had Adam English, the Santa Claus expert on, and now we have a Christmas music expert on. <laughs> but before we talk Christmas music, uh, tell us about this show and uh, what people who come to the show can expect. Well, um, in general, uh, you know, we have considered over the years uh, Christmas at Campbell as sort of a uh, musical Christmas card, if you will, to the community. And uh, um, that has taken various uh, incarnations in terms of the specifics of it. Um, for instance, last year was, uh, was um, in fact, the last two years, maybe, maybe three, we have... Um, had uh, split concerts going on in the Fine Arts Building with a theatrical production and a musical production occurring at the same time, and then the audiences exchange. Hmm. Um, you know, short, shorter concerts, but you get two, two di completely different uh, concerts, if you will, in one. Um, and this year we went back to uh, a little bit of an earlier format, which is more of a choral concert uh, using the chapel. Uh, which I think is a beautiful venue for something like this, Butler Chapel. Um, and so it will be there, and we are doing two performances because of the size of the, the hall. We were worried that uh, a year or so when we did it, it was overflowing, and so this way... That's a good problem to have, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, Christmas music is popular, as you know, and yeah. so we, um, um, we think this might work. We're going to give it a, a, a whirl. Um, 
The concert itself, um, th there are some unique features about this one, and, and I guess one of the main ones is that we have invited a local um, high school ensemble to, to, be our, uh, to be our musical guests wow. and sing on the program. And so Harnett Central High School Vocal Ensemble um, will sing a, a short segment on their own, and then we'll close with a mass piece together after other things. That's got to be pretty exciting for, for those students, right? Well, it is, and, you know, we uh, there's lots of connections there. Uh, you know, some of their students come to us, you know, uh, uh, not a great lot, but, but a few, and we have about three or four in, in the choir right now, in the university choir. And Devin Hocutt is their... Um, teacher conductor and Devin's one of ours. He's a Campbell graduate and came through our program, and so we're very proud of his award-winning ensemble. They they do quite well and yeah. sing. Well, Christmas at Campbell is uh, again Monday night, Butler Chapel, seven p.m., eight thirty p.m. Two shows and uh, great Christmas music. We uh, Kate and I were in your in your uh, rehearsal hall. Or what's it called? It's not a studio or whatever. <laughs> the choir room. Choir room. Thank you. And uh, we brought the mics in there, and we actually recorded three of. Uh, and and uh, I'll preface this by saying this was rehearsal. This wasn't the the real exactly. deal, but it sounded amazing. And uh, um, we're gonna play three snippets of um, of what you guys did yesterday throughout the show today. But we're gonna play the first one now, and uh, I believe that was away in a manger. Yes. Correct? Okay. And here it is. conductor at a university you are trying to get people to come to these concerts year-round and Billy and I were chatting about this earlier unless you have a Hardin County High School student or have someone else in the choir or a music educator you probably don't go to a ton of choir concerts throughout That's the year <laughs> but for some reason at Christmas time people seem to flock to choir concerts so our question is what is it about this time of year that you think makes people think you know what I'd like to go see a concert I think it's um, of course, when music and Christmas are so intertwined over the years, you know, and uh, um, of course that goes back to um, the celebration of Christmas in churches and, and uh, uh, worship and all. But um, if you think about Christmas, uh, you, you think probably somewhere about Christmas caroling or Christmas carols and um, or just gathering around the piano at home right. in, in an earlier time perhaps mm -hmm. um, so uh, I think I think it's uh, intertwined both with the um, the reason uh, that we have Christmas Christ's birth and also um, how the church has celebrated that over the years and then it's kind of the secular piece as well it's yeah. all about music so I think makes sense and it's an event too. People are always looking for, hey, let's go do something Christmassy. A tradition, they can a tradition start. right? Certainly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, are you a Christmas year rounder? What time of year is acceptable for you to start listening to Christmas music extracurricularly? 
Well, I used to swear not before Thanksgiving, you know, which yeah. a lot of people say. But, uh, you know, now I've just gotten old and don't care as much. You know? So <laughs> when, I, when I hear it in the car on November 1, I'm like, oh, there's a piece of Christmas. Oh, very apathetic. It's a shame. <laughs> when <laughs> no. do you start rehearsing for this Christmas performance? Um, we started at the end of October. And, and the reason this time was because I, we have a fall concert typically. And our fall concert was near the end of October. And so after that... Um, emphasis had passed and we can mm-hmm. turn our attention fully to the Christmas program. That's great. Well, what we heard yesterday were several very traditional Christmas carol-esque mm-hmm. pieces. Um, they were beautiful choral arrangements, but we were just curious if you're more of a fan of traditional music with this choir or if you guys also have some pop songs in the mix. Well, that's a good question. We uh, it, This is more of a concert choir, you know, mm-hmm. a more of a uh, sort of a traditional choral literature group. Um, but every now and then we sing a, a lighter uh, we, we do have a smaller uh, chamber size group, mm-hmm. 15 singers this semester, uh, and that group does do more lighter things. Um, so it's a little easier, I think, with a smaller group in, yeah. in terms of choir to do, um, to do that sort of popular music. But um, with, the, with the university choir, um, it's, uh, it's usually about, um, in terms of Christmas, more traditional or more concert-y oriented uh, classical sort of yeah. and i guess that, that that's going to be reflected in our program on Monday. Okay. But, it, but it should be quite enjoyable yeah. so speaking of monday here's song number two it was unto us a child is born uh not one that you hear on the radio quite as much what? um what made you choose this one <laughs> well this is actually a, a what we call a christmas hymn or a christmas anthem really um and um it's um it is a new piece. It, you know, I'd say it's it, it, written by a fellow named Trevor Maynard. I did not know his music before finding this piece, but um, but it's a nice little setting. It's, I, I like it because of its energy, and it's one that would be appropriate either in church or the concert hall. And so, so okay. we've included it on the program. Well, here it is. Unto us a child is born. mentioned that the group will also be singing around a 30-minute segment, um, A Ceremony of Carols. Is it Benjamin Britten's? Yes. Okay, great. So I used to be in a choir that would do that annually, but it was a SSA Women's Choir. So you know the piece. I know the piece quite well, but I've never done it with a full-voiced choir. Well, so tell us about that and what that'll be like. Well, you know, actually... Choir nerds everywhere are yeah. just perked <laughs> like, up. Wow. You need to be singing that. Um, we... Um, Britain actually wrote the piece for women's voices. So the Makes original, sense. yes, the original um, composition was for women's voices, soloists, and harp. And we do have a harpist. That's another unique feature of this program on Monday night. Um, 
But he, uh, the composer also arranged it for mixed voices, which is what we're, we're going to sing since we have men. Great. I'm excited for that. Um, but um, it, it's an interesting piece. Uh, like you say, it's, it's a, uh, and that's another unique uh, piece of this program this year is we don't typically do a, a work that's multi-movement. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we will do this one. It's only about a half hour, as you mentioned. Um, the texts are unusual in that they're <laughs> um, sort of from the midi- medieval period, mostly, um, and some strange pronunciations. But uh, and we're printing the text in the program so that folks can kind of follow along. You can you can sort of tell what's being sung. That would be helpful. Uh, um, but it's beautiful music, and uh, you know, written in 1942, so it's been around a while. And uh, but it's one of those. Um, classical pieces that's now just part of the choral repertoire you know mm-hmm. so um i'm sorry i'm still hung up on you say this is a 30 minute piece it, well it's, it's <laughs> smaller yeah okay. <laughs> it made up of i think they do uh, breathe occasionally okay. <laughs> it's a long uh, note <laughs> think of it as 10 shorter movements uh, mm-hmm. that, that make up the whole piece but um and that's you know rather than singing just a series of various christmas songs this give, this gives the program a little bit of a an anchor there yes and so and if you haven't heard a harp recently you should really go because there's some of those beautiful harp solo moments in it That's and true. it's just unusual so it is unusual so. Definitely come i think kate's going to be there monday night i think, I think so too yeah. so, yes. all right um well we are close to running out of time this goes very quickly uh but i i wanted to steer away from from this and ask if because uh, kate and i at the end of this podcast are going to talk about um, what the songs that you hear on the radio. So, um, mm-hmm. Dr. Morrow, I wanted to ask you, I, I know you are embedded in the choral Christmas songs, but when you turn on the radio, do you, are there any Christmas songs that, like the pop songs that are your favorites, or do you st- steer far clear from that? No, 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 I like that stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, I used to be a Christmas music nerd um, uh, where I would just, just play only my Christmas albums and mm-hmm. CDs, you know, d- during the month of December. Um, and I have, I still have a bunch. Don't play them as much, but um, I don't know. Um, you asking me what I like to listen your to? Your favorites, or? yeah. yeah. Just tell us your favorites, because that's what we're going to talk about when uh, when you head this, back to your classroom. <laughs> this is going to date me, but um, I always love the Carpenters, Karen and Richard, hey. you know, and, and their music. Um, and um, I, uh, you know, some of the some more recent stuff, the Josh Groban recordings, like, like some of these Christmas songs, like the one from Polar Express. I really oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Um, and the one from, uh, I think, The Grinch. Is that Where Are You Christmas? That's a nice little song, yeah. too. Um, so, you know, I like all that stuff. Great. Um, even a little bit of cheesiness around the edges sometimes is appropriate. As long as it's <laughs> We're definitely going to go into the cheesiness. So when you uh, be sure to listen to the end of this, uh, but, okay. but uh, thank you so much for, yeah. Thank you so much for, for joining us on our last podcast of the semester. Um, I want to say one more time that the university choir presents Christmas at Campbell Butler Chapel, uh, Monday, December 3rd, 7 PM and a second show at eight thirty PM. You say uh, it is free, correct? It is free. Okay. Um, and, um, we are, you, you may call, if you have a large group coming, you may call the music office at, uh, 910-893-1495 if you want to make reservations, that's fine. All right, and this podcast is going up on a Friday, so you still have three days to plan for it. Um, make it part of your Christmas tradition. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Thank you again for being on our show. Thank you guys, and, and please come.
Um, if you're not in the Christmas spirit by now, then I guess you never will be. But we're going to end our last podcast of this fall semester by going into our favorite Christmas songs and even our least favorite Christmas songs. So, uh, Kate, first off, um, <laughs> congratulations on your first full semester as a uh, co-host of Rhymes with Orange. I think we did all right this co-host, semester, right? Sometimes passive participant, but it was always fun. Well. No, 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 it was fun though. And, uh, thank you everybody who listens to us. Um, like I said, we're going to talk about our favorite, um, our favorite Christmas songs and I love Christmas. I do. And we already decorated our house. We're going to go get our tree from a tree farm on, um, uh, on Saturday this week. So it's, it's my favorite time of year. Absolutely. And I, I've got all these songs on your phone and your phone keeps going out here. So I'm just going to, no, it's, it's all right. It's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll struggle through this, but let's talk about our favorite Christmas music. And uh, Kate, I know you're a big Christmas music fan as well. So I'm, I've broken it down into our favorite traditional, okay. um, which I guess, you know, the old Carol type songs and then our favorite pop songs. And I've even done subcategories of that Our old pop, Christmas songs and then the newer ones and then uh, and then we'll talk about maybe one that nobody's ever heard of and then uh, and then we'll end it on a high note with our least favorite Christmas song so let's start with <laughs> you what is your favorite traditional Christmas song and I will play a little bit of it okay favorite traditional Christmas song to me means something that I would hear in church something that expresses you know the Christian reason for the season that's a personal opinion but my carol would be Wexford carol and we found Julie Andrews singing this so have you heard this version before I have not heard this version but I trust Julie with it okay um all right well here we go we can we can talk during this as well um we don't have to here it is right here all right Julie take us away let's go Julie Okay, so I need to give some background as to why I like this. Please do. (laughs) I'm not sold yet. I know, it's because it's very... I don't actually know. I think it's a 17th, 18th century song. It's an old Irish melody. I don't know who wrote the words. I just really like the various chord changes and that you never really know what's coming around the corner, which I think is very unique because with Christmas music, there's a certain sound that makes it a Christmas song. You know, like certain intervals, you got some jingle bells in there. I like that this is unpredictable. And I like various settings of it. They're nice, they're choral, they remind me of Christmas Eve church services. I, you you uh, confirmed with me off air that this is actually a traditional song, even though you still hear it everywhere. But so my favorite is Silent Night. I know that's that's not a uh, you know that's not a unique one. I think everybody likes Silent Night. But when somebody like Nat King Cole, who is uh, taking it over here, when they take hold of this song, this is perhaps the most beautiful song ever written. So uh, a few a few moments of Nat King Cole and Silent Night. I feel like a radio DJ now. So tender and mild Sleep in heavenly peace Sleep in heavenly peace I like the low note he goes in right there. (laughs) 
anyways that's great and uh so yeah okay on to uh on to the the one the stuff that everybody likes and that's the uh um, pop music and like i said i went into two categories here i went old and current and so i'll start with old and uh that would be um i thought i had it on here too ah we're the worst at all right that. i think we both agree on this one is it white christmas by bing crosby yes. okay that's i agree with that one and so here's uh this is longer we're talking about white christmas and have yourself a merry christmas of a white christmas just like the ones I used to know Where the tree okay, we're, we're finding our we're finding our rhythm here so uh, if you if you can forgive that Bing Crosby was probably a terrible human being. <laughs> You're one of those. Please don't discount his beautiful voice of butter just no, because of his racist <laughs> Um, If you can forgive that, um, this is wonderful. And uh, did you ever see his uh, his special with David Bowie? I did. He was quite old, but <laughs> he was. But it was it was just it was the weirdest pairing, and it worked. And then Will Ferrell and John C. Riley did a, a parody of that. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't. Oh, you've got. They play it. What's amazing about that is they play it straight. Like, there's humor in it because Will Ferrell's pretending to be. Will Ferrell's pretending to be David Bowie and John C. Riley's pretending to be Bing Crosby. But they play it exactly the way it was done, and it's hilarious. So you got to see that and be out there listening. So, so we agree on White Christmas. It's classic. Um, So the movie, though, I'm confused. Was this from? Holiday Inn, or was it from actually White Christmas, or was it both? It's in both. Okay. I think Holiday Inn came first, and it was written for Holiday Inn, and then White Christmas was based around it. That is very off the top of my head. Probably wrong. We should consult Wikipedia, but it's too late now. Okay. So more current... pop christmas songs there if um if you're like me and uh mid-november your radio is nothing but christmas music um when you're not listening to this podcast uh then <laughs> you realize we have a couple of stations one in raleigh one out of greenville um not greenville i'm sorry greensboro um and it's all christmas music but to me it seems like they just play the same 30 songs over and over and over so um but there's some gems in there. So what's your favorite uh, current um, Christmas song? Current Christmas song. Um, I love this time of year when Michael Buble comes out of hiding. Whatever he's doing the rest of the year suddenly pops out. <laughs> what does he do? Classic <laughs> traditional Christmas album. And I'll Be Home for Christmas is one of my favorite, more recent, I suppose, Christmas songs that everyone can cover and make sound beautiful. There you go. Perfect. I'll be home. For Christmas You can plan On me Twerking with the lyrics a little bit there, Yeah, he's Canadian, so we have to give him a little grace No, no, I just mean, is it you can count on me? Yeah He says plan on me Yeah <laughs> That's gonna bother you, isn't it? It is, because I forgot to mention Oh, I forgot to mention my actual favorite Christmas song. Dang it. <laughs> What's your actual favorite? Well, and it, it has to do with people switching lyrics, so we'll let this play for a little bit, and then... Uh... We'll find me Where the love 
My actual favorite, and I can't believe I didn't um, mention this earlier, and I guess this can go toward old one as well, but it's from another non-Christmas movie, which was uh, Meet Me in St. Louis, and it was Judy Garland, and there's a Christmas scene in it where she sings to her little sister, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It is the saddest song in the entire world, um, <laughs> but it is also my favorite. It's my wife's favorite, and I'm going to start playing it here. But uh, when we mentioned messing with the lyrics, so Frank Sinatra made this song famous as well, but he switches the most important lyric of this song, mm-hmm. which is uh, somehow we'll muddle through, you know, someday we'll muddle through somehow or whatever it is at the end. And he changes it to hang a shining star on the highest bough, which takes away the whole meaning of the song. But anyways, this is, this is genius and uh, her best work. Ever, <laughs> Wizard Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz aside, this is this is incredible. Sinatra had to go and rat pack it up, which... Uh, <laughs> that is a verb. <laughs> he did. And uh, he took away the meaning of the song, which is a very sad, but still a very optimistic song, I think, and uh, fits perfectly into the movie. There's tears in her eyes when she sings it. They add that Vaseline glow to yes. the... <laughs> to... She's fuzzy around the edges. She yeah. never looks so great. Ugh, wow. Way to ruin it, Frank. Uh, well... And then um, current songs. So this is very current. And I know everybody loves All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. It is classic. It is an incredible song. But um, Kelly Clarkson, actually, I'm going to say it sounds a lot like Mariah Carey. As a matter of fact, the first time I heard it, I thought this was a Mariah Carey song. But anyways, this is Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. I feel weird saying that this is my favorite. (laughs) This is just a catchy, catchy song. already clapping and bobbing her head. Uh, no, nobody would ever buy that or, or listen to it. <laughs> so yes, it's good. It's good. So, okay, we've gotten current. Um, I'm going to skip the one nobody's heard of because I know we're going long on time. I don't think anybody wants no to hear it. heard of the Wexford Carol, so that counts. Yeah, and I had the Strokes down, the lead singer from the Strokes, because <laughs> he does an amazing Christmas song. But, well, at least you know, give him the title if they want to look it up. I want to end on a high note, though, okay. and that is talking about our least favorite Christmas songs. And uh, I'll start. Wait, what is your least favorite, actually? I have two. Okay. And I think one you agree with. Um, yeah. The Paul McCartney song. I don't think anybody ha- will disagree with you on okay. this one. So annoying. I feel like I'm in a discotheque and it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It's 
slightly creepy, but... I feel like Paul, like, brought out his kid's Casio and just started hitting weird... And maybe it's genius, but he doesn't actually... It's like he's off a beat, almost. I can't explain it. I just really can't reconcile whatever this twinging thing is with the jingle bells just constantly in the background, so that's my problem. No, but... But it is, you know, it's memorable, it's catchy, I hear it every year, someone out there must love it. Yeah. And I apologize to that person. But do you think he gets a free ride, because he's Paul McCartney and a Beatle? That's possible. But you also mentioned that you don't like John Lennon's... I don't like... War's Happy over. Christmas slash war is over. And I think it's because of the length that the children's choir part goes on. <laughs> and they're so, like, they're kids and it's cute and it's, like, it nostalgic, me- but also it's very flat. You know, those, you know those memes that say, how old were you when you learned blah, blah, blah? Yes. And the answer is, I was today years yes. old. Well, I was practically today years old when I learned that the kids were actually saying war is over. <laughs> what did you think they were saying? Nonsense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if like if I were to go back and listen to it, I would probably sing long saying in like uh, Christmas something maybe something something, something like Gloria. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. But then I I think one day very very recently I saw that the title of the song was "War Is Over" and I said, "That's what they're saying." Okay, and I also didn't know that that was actually Yoko singing. Yoko, as much as she ruined the Beatles, I am on the side that she ruined the Beatles. I'm sorry she did. but her voice wasn't that bad. She, you know, she sang, she appeared on one Beatles wow. song too. She, this is the most controversial podcast. Oh, <laughs> <that> we've <laughs> ever, just kidding. no. But I don't hate that song as much as you. But we can both yeah. agree that "Wonderful Christmas Time" yeah. is a terrible song. So I'm gonna end this with my least favorite Christmas song, and I think this is certainly to cause some controversy because you hear it every other song on the radio. Oh my gosh. And you love it, and everybody else loves it, but I'm here to declare on Rhymes with Orange, Uh, this is the worst Christmas song ever. I can't be affiliated with this podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year, with the kids jingle belling. (laughs) You look so miserable. (laughs) It's a Christmas song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season. So there's many reasons I don't like this song. One of them is you hear it every other song on the radio. This is the go-to. Number two, I'm going to use that verb again. He rat packs it up. This is like, he doesn't have a great voice. It's so lazily done. And I just imagine he's in a tuxedo on a stage with a bunch of 60s dancers behind him. He's got a martini glass. Andy Williams show. And he was wearing a sweater and there were ice skating children. It was beautiful. He's got a martini glass. He's had three or four in him. He's slurring his words. And what does a Christmas or a scary ghost story have anything to do with Okay, Christmas? Scrooge. The story of Ebenezer Scrooge. They're Christmas ghosts. Yeah, it's not really scary, though. It's, it's terrifying. It... As a child, I watched them up at Christmas Carol, and I had nightmares for weeks. And also, I would like to say that it is not his fault that it's on the radio every other song. I think it's his fault. But anyways, we will agree to disagree. 
Um, I have been on this podcast longer than you, That's so true. I will. End... <laughs> His opinion is law. I will end it by saying uh, that that is the worst Christmas song ever, and um, oh. I invite you to fight me. Anybody out there? <laughs> not you, <laughs> not you. Anybody out there to uh, um, come at me on this? So, uh, so yeah, um, that was fun. <laughs> it, it was, was a it was a sense. mess. <laughs> it was a mess. We didn't quite plan the whole phone to thing and I'm, I'm looking at our, our, our uh, levels. Yeah, I don't even know if the music's that. actually playing no, through here. Okay. People know we'll fix it. Yeah. So anyway, um, once again, uh, thank everybody for listening to this show um, and uh, we have fun doing it and we'll be back in January with 12 more shows for the spring semester and uh, that's it. Any parting words, Kate? Thanks for listening. Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas, John. <laughs> <laughs>